Hi, welcome back to Conversations with Chrissy. I'm Chrissy Neiser, MBA Administrator, and glad to have you joining us today. I'm also really excited to have Lisa Spicknall, who's the Executive Director of Donate Life Maryland, a really important partner with MBA, and glad to have you, Lisa. Thank you, Chrissy. Thank you for having me today, and it's a pleasure to be here. Great. So why don't we just start off at the beginning and kind of talk about organ donation, what the process is. Probably for most of our listeners, unless you've been impacted directly, you might not understand exactly how it works. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just a little bit about Donate Life Maryland. We are the state authorized nonprofit who is responsible for the entire donor registry here in Maryland. Currently, that consists of about 2.8 million Marylanders who are currently registered as organ, eye, and tissue donors here in the state. That's great. And one of the big opportunities that folks get to register as an organ donor is obviously when they come to the MBA with their driver's license mm -hmm. or ID card transaction. That is correct. Starting at the time they register for their um, learner's permit, they can register as an organ, eye, and tissue donor. And it's one of probably, I th at least we feel, one of the most important questions that get asked. Um, organ donation saves lives. We save up to eight lives with each and every organ donation and can enhance up to 75 lives with tissue donation. So knowing those numbers and knowing those statistics, it's it's a huge, huge part of, you know, saving lives and really being out there and making a difference for those who need an organ donation. And that's really why it's so important, right? Mm -hmm. It's about those individuals who without this life-saving measure um, might not make it. But if somebody makes a generous donation um, really gives them a second life. It really does. And currently we're looking at about 2,400 Marylanders um, as of today who are in need of organ, eye, and tissue donation um, with a huge chunk of those being um, kidney donations. So thinking about those numbers, you know, we're looking at our friends, our family, mm -hmm. children, people right next door who we may not even realize or think of who were in need of organ donation. So signing up and making that commitment is so important. Um, sadly, even though when you register as an organ donor, we only see about 1% of those who actually can become organ donors, which is why it's so important to have people sign up. Definitely. I know um, some MBA employees have been personally impacted mm -hmm. and um, often tell their stories and share their stories, whether it's a family member or themselves, both as a recipient as well as the donor. Right. So it, it impacts everybody, even though it might not be something that you think about all the time. Um, so talk about the process. How does it work? If somebody's in need, what does that mm -hmm. look like from a donor perspective? Yeah, um, currently, you know, first and foremost, we really want everybody to understand that organ donation does save lives. Um, and it is a very, very generous gift. It is, we look at it as the ultimate gift that you can give of life. Um, you know, when we die, making that choice and making that, you know, decision to become an organ donor, we are saving lives. So by doing that, we're, we're really making a difference in not just one person's lives, but their entire family's lives. So by doing that, you know, it, it really makes that difference. Um, you know, when we think about the process and registering as an organ donor, the first question people generally ask me are, are first responders and medical personnel really, truly going to save me if they know I'm an organ donor? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I want to let you know that, yes, they absolutely will. And part of that is because they have no idea you're an organ donor. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's a big misconception that we hear is, well, they're not going to save my life. They're not going to help me if, if I have that, that heart on my license or if I'm registered as an organ donor. And truly, they have no idea. Mm -hmm. And that decision isn't even, or that conversation isn't even broached until after medical personnel have 
made that declaration of death. So once that declaration is made, then they, the medical personnel would reach out to our organ procurement organization, which is the Infant Legacy Foundation here in Maryland, and then they would be the one to determine if someone is registered as an organ donor. So that's not even known until after someone is declared dead. That's great information to get out there. Are there other kind of misconceptions about organ donation that here that maybe stands in the way from people mm -hmm. making that decision? I think the top three that we really, really hear are, I'm too old to make a difference. Hmm. And you're not too old. You're never too old to make a difference. You know, I think the oldest organ donor that we had was about 90 years old. Okay. So, you know, there, there's just so many possibilities and so many different things out there. And when we think about organ donation, we have to also understand that our organs can also be used for research and education. Mm -hmm. And that is very important because we're learning about diseases each and every day. Mm -hmm. And any time that we can use non-transplantable organs for research and education, we're learning more and more each day. So I think, you know, those, those are two of the big questions. Mm -hmm. You know, another one we get is, my religion doesn't support organ donation. But what we do know is every religion supports that ultimate gift. Mm -hmm. And what I highly suggest is if there's any questions that you talk to your pastor, your rabbi, whomever it may be, and find out what their stance is on organ donation. That's great advice. Yeah. And, you know, I think the important point to emphasize is just that throughout the process, mm -hmm. the body is really treated with respect. In fact, I think there, there's such appreciation for the fact that somebody is a donor. It really is a very mm -hmm. respectful process. And, and truly, we, we do a lot to honor that donor. We honor that gift of life. Um, you know, some of the most beautiful ceremonies that I've seen are um, the Walk of Honor. And it's where hospital staff and personnel line the hallways as they move your your loved one to the operating room to begin the transplantation process. And it's just such a beautiful sign. Every time I watch them, every time I see them, I just cry because it's such a beautiful way to honor a loved one. That's wonderful. Yeah. And so they can continue to do good even um, after death as they're... Um, providing their organs for somebody else. Or and I think at the point that you made earlier too about research, I mean, if you think about all the medical advances and people living um, with diseases and being able to recover and have a normal life in, in so many areas um, that just years ago, they wouldn't have been able to. And that really is because of donors as well. Exactly. And it's that ability to, to really understand what diseases are doing to the body and how we can come up with, you know, Cures for those diseases is such a vital part of everything that we do. So definitely so important. I know you um, talked about, you know, do donors as old as 90. Is mm -hmm. there kind of um, an average age limit or what you see in terms of age of donors? And is that any factor? Does there have to be a, um, a correlation between the age of the, the patient in need of the donation and the current? So it really does depend. Um, we do see, I mean, you know, I, I kind of joke when I talk about organ donation and you're looking at there's the variables for each donor and recipient. Um, one of my analogies that I use is you're not going to transplant Shaquille O'Neal's lungs into Kevin Hart's body. So if you think about that dynamic, there are different things. You know, we, we look at size, weight, height, blood type is a very, very big one. Um, but other than that, there's no age limit. There's no, I mean, we have infants that need organ donations. And sadly enough, when another infant passes away, a lot of times that's the perfect mm -hmm. match for that child. 
So there is always an opportunity and it goes from, you know, very young all the way up through. So there's really no age limit or age restriction on that. That's wonderful. Good to hear. Um, so we talked a little bit about the MBA process mm -hmm. and folks may be familiar with seeing that hard on their license mm -hmm. or ID card. Um, talk a little bit about what does it mean if I say yes mm -hmm. at the MBA, what am I saying yes to? What, is, what does that mean? So you're saying yes to be an organ donor. Um, you're saying yes to that ultimate gift of life, to that opportunity to save up to eight lives. Um, but more importantly, you're saying yes to that decision. It is a legally binding decision that we are required to honor. Um, but also we highly, highly encourage anyone that says yes to talk to their families, mm -hmm. to really make sure your family knows your decision. Um, there's been many times where we've had to have very difficult conversations with family members who weren't aware that their loved one was an organ donor. So in order to prevent those difficult conversations, we always like for family members to open that conversation up and have that conversation prior to their death. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And in addition to the MBA, folks can go to the registry directly, I believe, yep. and indicate that they want to be a donor. So yep. you don't have to wait necessarily right. for that MBA mm -hmm. transaction as well. Yep. They can always visit DonateLifeMaryland.org. And there's a little button that says register. You can register right there. And you can also designate what organs you want donated. Um, I know lots of people go in and they donate all their organs, but then others will, will choose which organs they want donated. Mm -hmm. So there is an opportunity to do that as well. That's great. And we, I mentioned the heart because that mm -hmm. is something that people just associate with organ mm -hmm. donation, but um, probably important to mention that people have the ability to either put the heart on the license or not in mm -hmm. some ways for the reason that you discussed earlier, that right. there was a perception that maybe mm -hmm. there would be different treatment um, if you had that right. heart on your license. It is, and that's a very big choice for people. Um, I know we started that in um, 2016. So the opportunity is there um, and it is a choice. It's a personal choice and it's no right or wrong answer to that. Um, the only thing we ask is that you absolutely sign up to be an organ donor, but then make that choice if that's what you want on your license or not. So Lisa, you definitely have made the case that it's so important to be an organ donor and the lives that are impacted. I wonder if you could talk about a story where you had a friend or somebody you know who's been personally impacted by organ donation? Absolutely. Um, like I said, I know several people who have been touched by organ donation on both sides as a living donor and as a recipient. Um, I think the one that really sticks out the most to me is a dear friend of mine. Um, she was pregnant and with twins. And sadly, we learned that one of the twins um, had arcrania anencephaly, which is a form of a neural tube defect in the brain. Um, Sadly, Christopher um, was born and died 90 minutes after he was born. Um, he wasn't, didn't meet the weight requirements to um, be an organ donor, but what he was able to do was to be part of our research and education. Um, he was able, they were able to do what they call an infant liver procurement on Christopher and they were able to come up with a specific pack of tools to make that process much speedier. Right. Um, so they, they have a specific set of instruments called Christopher's pack mm -hmm. and they use that to assist in organ procurement on infants. And um, it's really, really changed and saved a lot of lives and little Christopher um, who was 
a little hero 90 minutes after he was born um, really made that difference. So what a wonderful story. I mean, and what a tribute to him that even though his life was way too short, that his um, legacy and his memory lives on and helping other little ones uh, survive. And, and uh, that's just a wonderful story. I think that's exactly why it's so important for folks to consider organ donation. Um, and as we talk about um, young children, um, we know that when folks come to the MBA, they are, you know, underage. And so I wonder if we can just emphasize that point again, mm-hmm. in terms of you're coming here with your child for that learner's permit and, you know, at 15, nine, they're eligible. Um, and so what does that look like? I mean, certainly the parent co-signs on the mm-hmm. license, um, but at what point is the parent responsible versus it really being that child's decision? So it really, really is the parent's responsibility until they're 18. Um, I had the serious conversation with my both of my boys um, as they were coming to get their learner's permit, if that was something that they wanted to do and explain the process to them and the benefits of being an organ donor. And both of my boys decided, yes, they did want to be organ donors. We were able to have that conversation. And I knew up until the time that they turned 18, my youngest just turned 18 on Friday, um, that thank you, that it was ultimately my decision. But I also knew that it was what they wanted and I would honor their decision. And that would be their legacy of anything that happened to them prior to turning 18. Um, it is, you know, once you register to be an organ donor at the age of 18 forward, it is a legally binding decision. So, you know, you are entering into that contract, essentially, that's what you want to do. Um, That is why we say it's so important to have that conversation, because it is legally binding. And that is what your wishes are and what your choices are. So you really want to make sure that your family is aware of that. And it really does kind of hit home, especially in those tough times, because any time a death occurs, it is a tragic time and a tragic event. You just want to make sure that everybody's on the same page and knows what what your wishes are. Well, it's a great point to really emphasize. And, you know, my assumption is for most people, when they make that original designation, they're likely to keep that, right? Right. And so the next time they come in to renew or get their full license, Mm -hmm. they're likely to keep that designation as an organ donor, um, even if they're then over the age of 18. So that initial decision that's made, hopefully with that conversation with that parent or guardian is really critical to, you know, what will happen Mm -hmm. going forward in terms of their status. Not that they couldn't change it. Certainly, we ask the question every time, Mm -hmm. but um, you know, I believe for most people, that initial response is what they generally stick with. And it really is. And we, we've also had students come to us, younger children who have gotten their license and said, my parents are against this. Please explain to me, help me have the conversation with them. And we're happy to do that as well. So we're, we're happy to work with students, work with the younger population, younger generation to really make sure that their wishes are being heard. Well, I think that's why it's so important to get the information out mm-hmm. that we continue to educate everybody about the benefits of organ donation. We certainly know it's an individual decision and we want folks to make the right decision for themselves, but we want them to make that decision based on good information and not assumptions or um, maybe a rumor that they heard relative to the process. Absolutely. Um, in terms of any additional things, you mentioned the family, and I think that's really important so mm-hmm. folks are aware in advance. Obviously, if you lose a loved one, it's a tough period anyway, right. especially that initial um, that initial time. And so the awareness, I think, is important. It's certainly mm-hmm. an individual decision that everybody has to make, but um, you know, especially our 
young drivers coming in to get that learner's mm -hmm. permit, having the conversation with the parent is mm -hmm. important at that point because they're co-signing on the license. Correct. And also, even though someone registers to be an organ donor at 15 to nine months when they can get their, their learner's permit, it is ultimately the parent's decision until they're 18. So having that conversation and making sure, you know, I've talked to both of my children about it. They're now 18 and 20, but they made that that choice and that decision to be organ donors. And that was their choice. And that's something that I would have abided by until they were adults, mm -hmm. um, just to ensure that their their wishes were met. Mm -hmm. So having that conversation and making sure your parents understand. And it tends to open a lot of other conversations. Um, we work with a couple of the high schools here in Anne Arundel County on creating awareness on organ donation. And a lot of the questions the kids bring back to us is, well, my parents said, or my parents said, and we're like, okay, but that's not true. And that is one of the myths and misconceptions. So we educate them on that. And then they go back to their parents and it's a whole different conversation. So our kids do listen to everything we say, even though we don't think so, but it's a great ability to have a further conversation. That's a great point. We talked about that in highway safety a lot of oftentimes young people are the way that we get the message out there yeah. in terms of safety. And, yeah. and I would include this under that umbrella. So exactly. good to hear that those misconceptions are, are being corrected yes. as, as we do the education with younger folks. Yes. Um, another, just uh, to clarify for our listeners in terms of cost, is there anything mm -hmm. additional um, a donor family would have to pay? Um, is anything that they have to consider in terms of just logistical issues right. that you might be mm -hmm. concerned about? Once the organ donation process begins, there's no additional cost to the family. So that is all covered by the organ procurement organization and there's no additional cost. So that's not something they have to worry about. Well, that's great to hear again. Yeah. Difficult times. So certainly don't want anything like that to be part of the consideration um i you know i think uh coming back to the number of residents and the fact that you mentioned just here in maryland um i think you said nearly 2500 individuals are waiting mm -hmm. and um unfortunately if a donation's not made that matches them right. uh, there could be an unfortunate outcome so maybe just talk about that again mm -hmm. and um, hopefully it resonates with our listeners because we've all known somebody who's in that situation where maybe they need a medical assistance, whether it's an mm -hmm. organ or some other assistance, and we would want them to be taken care of. Absolutely. And, you know, when we think about it, we, you never know. You don't, you know, I've had so many friends that I found out later in life that needed an organ transplant after I, you know, came on board with Donate Life. And it was just amazing to me, the number of people. Mm -hmm. So really making sure we're going out there and making that informed choice and making sure that we are registering and doing everything we can. And if you have questions, please reach out to us. Please call us because I'm happy to have that conversation to really overcome those myths and misconceptions and explain the process. You know, we get a lot of questions on how the process works and what we need to do. And we're happy to, to really talk to anybody when there's those questions. That's great. And I would just emphasize the point you made earlier that the folks who are donating the organs, they're really our heroes. Right. Um, whether it's a living donation or somebody that's passed away. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, it's nothing more selfless than exactly. giving a part of yourself to somebody else. And so i um, certainly grateful for, for that. Anything else that you think is important for folks to know about your organization or about donations specifically? No, I think, you know, when we think about it, every day, 17 people die in the United States waiting on organ donation. So when we think about those numbers, 17 people a day across the country. There's over 100,000 people currently nationwide. And we're talking nationwide just here in the United States mm -hmm. on the organ transplant waiting list. 
So it's a selfless decision. It really does save lives. And it's something that we can do by simply checking a box saying yes, that we want to help. We try to make the process as easy as possible. Mm -hmm. And um, one other thing maybe I should mention is that if folks want to change their donation status, they can actually do that free of charge. Right. And so um, they can do that even right online um, to make it as convenient as possible. You don't even have to visit one of our branch offices if you're listening and you feel motivated to ensure that your organs can be donated. Um, please visit us online at mba.maryland.gov and take advantage of of that. And uh, certainly I know your website's got a lot of great information yes. that folks can go to and, and read a little bit more about it. Yes. And definitely I would emphasize um, as we wrap up, have that conversation with your family, yes. whatever you decide, yes. um, so that everybody's on the same page and mm -hmm. um, make sure that that is a uh, decision that they're clear on what exactly. you want to do. It's not a shock. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for joining us. It's been great to learn a little bit more about it, debunk some of those myths yes, and hopefully absolutely. make the decision a little bit easier for members of our listening audience. Uh, thank you, Lisa, for being with us. We appreciate the partnership. Uh, folks may see that we've got our Donate Life flag flying around at our branch offices in recognition of Donate Life Maryland Awareness Month. And so really excited about that as well. Uh, again, thank you for joining us for Conversations with Chrissy. Looking forward to continuing the conversation next month.